This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. Rise up. The answer lies in the heart of battle. You're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Hadouken! This week, it's Pokemon's turn to have their showcase. IGN attempts to recognize and celebrate black game developers. A new Aki-inspired wrestling game is looking to kickstart into a game console near you. More Metroid love is coming our way. Meanwhile, Venom joins the Midnight Suns. Then, in our final stage, I will tell you why WBSC eBaseball Power Pros is the best baseball game for a still of a price. All this and more in this edition of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra, Select Start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extras, Select Start, with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. and welcome back to another game-filled edition of Select Start, the video game podcast for ACMG Presents Talk Time Live and TalkTimeLive.com. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. We are loaded with news today, some rundowns of some things that has happened during the past week in the world of gaming, and we got maybe like two like two reviews technically. Um, I'm going to be talking about Venom DLC on Midnight Suns, but in our final stage, I got to talk about this this game that I've been looking to play since I saw it in, Japan, in my Japan account. I couldn't believe that it actually made it to the US. I mentioned this before during the um, the Nintendo Direct episode, and I got to talk about this again. I got to, you know, I got to really promote this game in a sense that like this is a steal. When I said that in the intro, I'm, I meant it. It is not just you stealing bases, you're stealing from Konami here because for this game to be the price that it is for what you're getting, it's unbelievable. So we're going to talk about WBSC East Baseball Power Pros, which is a game that originally came out in Japan. There's a series of these games that are out in Japan. I never thought in my wildest dreams that this will make it to the States and we get a little bit of a taste test of this. So we'll talk about this and why baseball fans and even casual baseball fans or even non-baseball fans may want to just chime into this game you know it there's a lot of fun to have it here we'll talk about that uh in our final stage uh i was about to say debate <laughs> our final stage segment but we have plenty of news to talk about here so let's get down to it it seems to be a lot of showcases happening and i will just say this now next week's episode we're probably going to have another showcase that we're going to talk about because capcom now is doing their own nintendo direct s showcase now like nintendo is a trendsetter again once again they did it with breath of the wild 
they do it constantly with with some of their games like people don't understand how much really you know low-key trendsetters nintendo is but they really are and nintendo direct has been very successful for them and it looks like everybody's trying to jump on that bandwagon everybody's up for xbox for some reason um we saw recently the you know playstation's doing state of play they you've been doing it for quite some time now they established a few showcases and not the best showcases you ever seen before but enough to really like start to level up and the recent ones have been better they've been you know solid at best now seems like everybody else is jumping in pokemon presents this is not the per first pokemon presents showcase i will say that they they've done this before but it just i i now see that people see how much of an effect nintendo direct showcases are but there's a key there's a lot of key elements to why nintendo directs are so damn epic and so highly anticipated because when they come out with stuff it's always there's a it, I, I said this on um the uh rampage ramble podcast with uh saturday night's many sunday night's main event um extended podcast that i was recently on and i was telling boris basically what makes nintendo direct so great is that they release they they announce new games those games usually have release dates which is something that other showcases don't have we normally don't get release dates we get more release dates out of nintendo direct than anything like not all games are really have release dates or anything but majority of them always a high a high percentage of games that are being announced usually have a release date and on top of that some of those games are released the day of announcement so you got day of announcement you know games that are coming out we just found that we saw that with uh metroid prime remastered not only that but like that was a big surprise and they usually have a lot of great surprises that get people talking that'll have people trending on you know social media about and it's just and it, it just it happens every time so when you know a nintendo direct not their new world the new world is is the, is the indie version of that but which is okay it, it it that that's a hit or miss one right there because you know it's 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 really displaying a lot of cool indie games that are coming out but nothing like really anticipating that anybody's looking for the actual nintendo director highly anticipated games that we're expecting to be announced and whatnot like zelda which is we finally got a release date is coming out TikTok <laughs> in a couple months from now and it's it you know they are awesome so far be it from every other company to jump on a bandwagon when somebody does something dope everybody has to jump on that bandwagon and always the thing that always happens is that it never is exactly like what made it famous like it's the you know when we talk about branding and we talk about like graphic design or anything with somebody or just you know multimedia in general and promotion and such when you market a product that nobody has ever come out with before that becomes successful and it's the first one then other companies are going to try to jump on a bandwagon and get some of that you know get a piece of the pie the problem is those companies never supersede the original it always happens you know i mean it literally always happens when somebody does something first it never always happens and it never, uh, we could go as far as like talking about you know the power rangers and the super sentai thing and how 
I don't know if the Power Rangers were the original or the first, but they were the ones that people were looking at and they were the ones that were most successful and they were the ones that like all of a sudden we're seeing a whole bunch of different versions of these things now because everybody's going to try to, you know, chime in on it. We've seen this from uh, man, WWE. I hate to give them credit for it, but yeah, WWE was just funny because they're not the first wrestling company or the only wrestling company alive. Like they like they're the ones that were able to make it mainstream. And then everybody tried to follow suit because of what they were doing. But honestly, what they were doing was some sometimes some really shady stuff to get where they're at today. Um, things and, and with connections that no other wrestling promotion has, you know, and they and the money to back it up. So, I mean, and then let's go to the original. We always get this comparison. Q-tip. Q-tip is just a brand name, but the cotton swab is is really just a cotton swab or a kleenex you know everybody tries to be the next kleenex or the next q-tip and it's not really the same you know a lot of them don't provide the quality a lot of them don't provide the promotion and presentation and it just winds up being like a knockoff of it this is kind of what nintendo does you know playstation has their own way of you know doing things that people try to mimic as well and uh, you know credit to xbox um the game pass deal which by the way i, I, I do want to point this out right now for anybody who any xbox owner stop with the stop with the flexing the false flexing with people actually thinking that just because you got game pass that you're getting free games to those who are saying that stop it you idiots you're not getting free games when you're paying a monthly fee not only are you not getting free games, but you're getting you're playing games that you don't own. Because once you stop playing paying for Game Pass, you immediately do not have ability to play those games anymore. But if you buy the game, it's all yours. <laughs> okay, so it's like I get it. It's cool that you're able to play, you know, these games on a network and everything. Oh, by the way, if 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 I think it's online, you know, I don't know if you download the data, the games um, data or whatever like that. But if it's online streaming, that's even worse because if you lack any Internet connection or the, or the service down, you're screwed. You're not going to be able to play that game. But if you downloaded it, you know, into a hard drive, you can play it offline. Regardless, stop with the flexing. Game Pass is cool. It is not the greatest thing that ever, you know, that ever was. It is not the best thing since sliced bread. It is another means of playing the game, but not the most perfect way. And on top of that, you're paying for it. You're not owning any of those games. I, and, and, and what is it? PlayStation Premium is, is now doing it too because of this success. You know, it's capitalism. You're going to try to capitalize for what i understand it's not as good as xbox at this time respectfully xbox did it first they the first ones they're going to make sure to do it best because one that's one of the best things that they can say that they have they have not had the best that you couldn't say that xbox was the best of anything <laughs> you know in in years okay like xbox is always third in the in in, in the ranking it is what it is, but please just stop with the flexing, this this false flexing of the Game Pass situation. 
but I digress. Let's talk about Pokemon Presents and what they presented and provided this uh, time for 2023. And uh, if you're a Pokemon fan, I guess you have a lot going for it. I mean, like there's some hardcore Pokemon fans out there, not just the video game aspect, but the card trading uh, aspect as well. And the game competition aspect. They announced that Pokemon World Championship uh, will be coming. They revealed the new uh, logo, which is beautiful. Every year they provide a new logo for the event. This one, it'll be in Yokohama, Japan. Uh, apparently people do travel from all over to check out this event. And this is basically the tabletop uh, trading card game that they'll be playing on. Um, and it's coming August 11th uh, to the 23rd of this year. And really cool. I, I'm, I believe that they will have it available for streaming. I actually, I'm interested in seeing, you know, how this pulls off. This is supposed to be like the Evo <laughs> of trade uh, card trading uh, battles. So we'll see how that goes and uh, see how big this is. I'm, I'm actually intrigued by this. Um, there is a Pokemon trading card game classic that was announced um, in the form of a board game. And it's really interesting. It's, um, it's supposed to be the, the commercial was a very adult sophisticated like commercial like you know you got two adults coming into a hotel and they're stopping and they're playing this game almost like they're playing chess and they have this new board which it's supposed to be like a more simplistic sophisticated design um it doesn't have the really cartoony look but it just the part i it, it's put like this um if you're an adult here and listening you know what a Movado watch is? Movado watches, which is one of my favorite watches. Movado watches is one of the most expensive. Not, I wouldn't even say most expensive. Um, Evicta is also an expensive watch. I'm a big watch fan. Um, Evicta is an expensive watch, but Movado is known for being a very, you know, stylish, uh, expensive, sophisticated uh, design which is a very simplistic design at that it doesn't have any uh dials it doesn't have any you know numbers or um numeric anything in there it just has a diamond at the top with the uh, with the two hands you know letting you know what time it is but you gotta just assume you know how to tell time without the numbers and everything but it's a beautifully designed watch it's very simplistic very sophisticated this kind of reminds me of the Movado type of way of doing things um it's it's a board but it has lines on it it has um two rectangles in there in the shape of the same dimensions of the cards and two different sides with two different cards in they got a um, whole new card set the cards i believe is supposed to be you know with different it's supposed to be uh i think they're designed with different um material a more durable material thicker weight uh cardstock i believe maybe and then there's also game pieces that are on there too so um they're dominant this as a classic i believe is going to have a case or whatever like that um they didn't reveal the price of this but there was nothing really clear about like the price or whatever how much this is going to cost but you know if you're really a pokemon fan and you in your trading cart you know you you're, uh play the games like that this it depends on how much I, this looks like i got a feeling they're going to charge a lot of money for this and i don't know if this is worth it because 
I get the I get the design that they did it, but honestly, I would have done a little bit more to make this a little bit more flashy, a little bit more, um, even a little bit more, you know, sophisticated. It's just it's way too simplistic, and I got a feeling they're going to charge a lot of money for this. But we'll see. They haven't announced uh, when this was coming out, or um, it's in the, it's in the making right now. And it's a it was described by uh, Pokemon Company CEO Sunekaze. Uh, Sinakazu Ishihara as a premier Pokemon trading card game set that will last a lifetime. So the card stock, I, be I believe that's what it was. The card stock that you will receive. It's a very durable card set that won't bend. It won't damage. It won't, you know, do it like that. So I think that's the biggest lore to this. Uh, I'm interested in seeing what, what the price is going to be for this. We'll see. We will see. They also announced a new series, a uh, new uh, animated series coming to Netflix called Pokemon uh, Cons Consource, which is a stop motion animated series. And when I say stop motion, I mean like robot chicken style series. Uh, they just showed a little bit of a teaser of it with Psyduck on air. And I think it's just going to be like different stories going revolving around. I don't know. It looked interesting. Looked cool. Eh, I, you know, I, I got into the robot chicken thing when it first came out. And then, you know, I think after the second season, I kind of turned off it because it was just becoming the same thing. And then they just went so far beyond the element of what they were, you know, spoofing. I just didn't get into it anymore. So, um, yeah, we'll see about that. Uh, no release date on when that series will be coming, but it just is coming soon on air. Um, Pokemon Unite is getting uh, Sword. Uh, Pokemon Unite will be getting uh, the Sword. Uh, I forgot how to pronounce this name, but it's the the Pokemon from uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield. The the legendary Pokemon that you get. The Sword version of that will be coming. Uh, Sajian, I believe it's called, will be coming to Pokemon Unite. Uh, Pokemon Unite is actually pretty fun. It is, uh, has a bit of a, um, I forgot the name of the game, World of Warcraft, I believe, style gameplay that they uh, do. I played it for a bit, but I, you know, just fell off it after a while. But, you know, this is, of course, becoming a real big competition. A, you know, eSport for certain, uh, you know, people that love that genre. So they adding him on and I believe it's free and will you have to do anything? Yeah. I, if you use the gift code, Pokemon, Pokemon Monday, that is cute. Then you'll be able to get this character and you'll be able to use it in the game. They also announced Pokemon Cafe Remix, which is a, uh, it looks like a sequel to the original Pokemon Cafe. Um, which will be getting the Scarlet and Violet DLC along with it. And a few other, you know, um, extra bells and whistles to the game too. Pokemon Master EX uh, is coming with six classic trainers in here, so you'll be able. I believe that's the mobile game that will uh, will be coming in as well. Pokemon Sleep. This was an interesting one. So for people who have like sleep apnea or you know sleep deprivation or whatever like that, or, um, insomnia, this. You're looking to try to help you out, and Snorlax is here for you. 
This app is to track your sleeping patterns as well as other things as well. Uh, I believe it's also an alarm and it also coincides with Pokemon Go. So they also include a new Pokemon Go Plus device that you could use to go to sleep. And it also had the voice of Pikachu on air that will help you along the way. Um, you know, if you're a Pokemon fan and if you got sleeping issues, you know, why not? <laughs> why not go to this at all? So that's there. Uh, they didn't give a price for the actual for the Pokemon Go Plus. Uh, the plus it actually is Pokemon Go Plus Plus <laughs> device. So it'll it's meant to help you monitor your sleeping, but also help you, uh, you know, capture Pokemon on Pokemon Go, which people are still playing. I I did not believe this until my brother-in-law and his girlfriend came from um, came to the United States from Germany. Um, he basically moved to Germany with his girlfriend and they traveled back to the US to visit us every once in a while and other family members. And I was so at shock that there are people still playing Pokemon Go around the world. They, they brought they played it here because they're from America. So they're getting Pokemon that they never get a chance to get. Um, I almost feel like that they came up here only for that alone. And it's like, okay, let's also find Let's also uh, see the family too. <laughs> but, um, now this device will allow you to help you capture, even capture, uh, Pokemon even more in that game. So there's that Pokemon Scarlet and Violet also are getting expansions, uh, that were announced. Um, I gotta ask some of the people in our ACMG Facebook group, whether that game has been fixed. I haven't heard anything about it. It looks like, it, you know, the, the game might've been patched up by now and, and now stable. Um, I, I, that's the one thing I was like, it, it sucked that this probably was probably the most disappointing Pokemon game to ever come out. But it was also issues that I know that Game Freak and the Pokemon company were, were gonna be able to fix um, in due time. I just, I, I just felt like why bring out a second Pokemon game when you already had Arceus out and it was like you didn't even, you know, give Arceus any shine throughout the rest of the year, even though Arceus was nominated for um, a game award and other awards like Arceus was like one of the best games of the year because of its innovation in the Pokemon universe. I love that game. I absolutely love that game is awesome. Um, this one I heard was got a different reaction. People actually forgot that Arceus came out. Pokemon Legends Arceus came out exactly the same year as um, Scarlet and Violet. That's crazy. That is beyond crazy. But they're getting expansion packs that are coming in the fall of 2023. And another one that is coming out in the winter of 2023. I mean, if you played... Um, the other Pokemon games, you know that they had expansions as well. So this is no different and uh, should be pretty awesome. It should be actually pretty awesome. Uh, they usually are pretty good with that. Well, we'll see. And what is, I think that was all of the news that we got from there. So I can't speak for any other Pokemon fans, but like, I thought that was pretty good. It didn't blow me away. It didn't knock me out of the park. I would have loved it if they would have announced another, you know, live action Pokemon movie. Um, but of course that didn't happen, but we will always have detective Pikachu, which has been one of the best, uh, licensed video game movies out there right now. So I've, 
I, you know, I didn't, it didn't knock my socks off. I just enjoyed it for what it was and um, just took it from there. So, all right, wrestling fans, we got to talk about something very interesting that has uh, come about. And that is this new game, this new indie game that is supposed to be in the spirit of the the uh, Nintendo 64 Aki era games. And if you're a wrestling fan and you're a gamer that played wrestling games, you know the word Aki. When that, when that game is mentioned, that's a big deal. That is a major, oh my God. Well, this is interesting. I'm actually looking at the, uh, the Kickstarter page of this. So I'll get to that in a minute, but something just happened on this Kickstarter page. Wow. Okay. So Ultra Pro Wrestling is a game that's supposed to uh, be the spirit of the Aki Engine games, mostly games like Virtual Pro Wrestling, or I should say Virtual Pro Wrestling 2, which is a Japanese import for the that came out for the Nintendo 64. It is actually the, um, the, uh, the, they use the same exact, you know, engine as No Mercy but they used it better. <laughs> like people love No Mercy, but the actual better game of that year when No Mercy came out, it wasn't really No Mercy. It was the best um, game wrestling game to come out in America. But if you were into buying imports like I was and other people that I know, you got your hands on Virtual Pro Wrestling 2. And it was the greatest because not only did you able to do the things that they did in No Mercy, but you can also create, you know, create even more characters. They came out with the title belts um, as well, which was a rarity at the time. No Mercy also did that. Um, the presentation was just way better. They also had round robin tournaments. They also had um, actual, you know, um, they had all the Japanese wrestlers for a everywhere in japan i'm talking fmw i'm talking michinoku pro i'm talking new japan pro wrestling all japan pro wrestling it was all there and on top of that they had pride and mma all there you can do all of that this game looks like to be the essence of that game and they are i mean if you watch there's a trailer out that you can find on youtube for ultra pro wrestling and it really it absolutely celebrates the spirit of the aki engine the, the intro to the game is even exactly, ex, and I mean every, exactly like the old Virtual Pro Wrestling 2 game. It is insane. They have a Kickstarter page right now that is uh, with a goal of $20,344, uh, which will allow them to develop the game in its entirety with all the bells and whistles that they're looking to do. Yesterday, it was 10 grand. No, it was day before it was 10 grand. Yesterday it was 17,000. It was 17,000 just a second ago as I read, as I read, this is 9.07 AM, uh, you know, Friday, March 3rd. And in front of my eyes, it went from 17,000 to $18,144. They're about to reach their goal. This game is coming out and it is coming out for multiple consoles. That's including the Nintendo Switch. So if you go to their Kickstarter page right now for Ultra Pro Wrestling, you'll see they got 264 backers. They got 26 days to go to meet their goal. They're going to meet their goal. So this is even more exciting now. Um, 
but what is happening here is that uh and i believe this is a uk company too uh hyper focus games is the developers for this uh sam valley i believe is valley uh, is the name of the uh the person responsible for this independent game company and with these with their goals they're looking to add on so many things so you got for seventeen thousand, which they officially made this goal which is the superstar goal you got a core gameplay mechanics core ai mechanics basic match type uh which is 400 basic animations that is officially now going to be a part of the game for twenty-five thousand, you have full gameplay mechanics create a wrestler system we need to reach twenty-five thousand for this people let's make it happen um which gives you um a creator wrestler uh system a creative suite if you will advanced ai mechanics since uh, 600 advanced animations for thirty-five thousand. i don't know i don't know the, the, the currency ch exchange for uh euros in uh in american dollars if that is the case here if i'm looking at this right the goal for thirty-five thousand is create a promotion system dope advanced create a wrestler weapon system 300 taunt animations wrestling entrances Fifty thousand online mode create a uh, pay-per-view system referee mechanics special match types back in oh by the way in the in the uh promo that they put in there's also a cage match in there that's really awesome considering that we know that uh what is it uh aew fight forever will not have a cage match for some stupid odd reason this one will and fifty thousand would get uh create a pay-per-view referee special match types backstage area eighty thousand, which is the final will give you a career mode texture edit system custom music editor interesting online ranking system so you'll have all of that there um they also show the creative suite which is in here is uh it's okay it's pretty it's pretty simple it, it's it's a simple creative suite nothing really too elaborate the animation and the character design looks okay a little uh slightly cartoony but should be good then there's another screen down here that talks about the um the battle the combat system and it really the animation it really plays exactly like an aki engine style game i mean it, it's just different character development is a little smoother character design than what it was in the 64 but um you got somebody demonstrating they doing a clip with somebody doing a falcon uh, falcon arrow i mean the move set is really spot on i hope that the aki engine is not exactly going to be like a trademark thing because if that's the case uh, this could be this could get into something but they also do talk about the the inspiration for it, which it is no mercy virtual pro wrestling 2 um and wcw uh nwo revenge so it is very highly aki inspired here and um i i looks like there this is gonna this is definitely gonna be a thing they also have fictional characters in here as well as you going to be able to create your own characters americana which looks like ray mysterio with american you know setup in here big ben nevis uh chad maverick which is very show michaels looking character des um kind of looks cena-ish cena uh they got some guy named 
uh, Din, which is like a uh, black character in here. Looks kind of dope. Uh, Johnny Kruger, uh, Matt Tam, Randy Stalker. Uh, really interesting characters in here, to say the least. Um, the the stages, everything looks great. They even got the eight sided, the six sided ring from Mexico in here, which is something that we did not have in the virtual pro wrestling game. Um, big leagues, they got Japan uh, wrestling ring arena, uh, House of Honor, which I guess that is that supposed to be. It kind of does look like Ring of Honor, um, a class, the classic Ring of Honor stage. Um, because the, if you watch ring of honor from like 2002 and 2003 ring of honors, you know, ring was, you know, two-toned, it was half black and red. This one is kind of black and yellow, but it's his house of honor. So it kind of, this might be an homage to ring of honor here. They got a mixed martial arts, uh, arena as well. So there will be MMA in this game too. This is incredible. I mean, this is, this looks really awesome. I, it, it will be on the Nintendo switch and they have a Nintendo switch box on here. So, and they will be wearing title belts and the title belt looks really cool. I, I, I think this is awesome. So, um, dude, let's make this happen. I am looking forward to this. This, this wrestling game just looks, um, looks great. And it looks like, um, I, the hyper-focused gang here. I'm looking at it right now. It's like four guys, um, four people. Uh, one female, three guys that are all developers. This is the part I love about indie games. It's like four people can make a awesome, awesome game here. <laughs> I really want to see this. And um, man, this is uh, looking, this is looking to happen. So stay tuned. I'll keep my eye on this, but we got another promising wrestling game that is coming. One that is Aki inspired. I cannot wait for this. This is going to be awesome. We'll see what happens from there. So um, man, uh, hopefully i can get in touch with these guys i'll try to my best to get in touch with these guys and see if i can get them on um this platform and see how we could do with that but i'm excited for this i am very very excited for this and shoot because i don't know when aew fight forever is coming they I, I hopefully this sunday with aew revolution we can hopefully get an announcement or something because they now got their ratings it looks like every from what Kenny Omega says, mostly everything is pretty much done up to this point. They were just waiting for that. Ooh, excuse me. I want to see a wrestling game on a Nintendo Switch. I need a wrestling game for the Nintendo Switch badly. So um, and then this game is coming out, which is also supposed to, you know, mimic the hockey engine too. Let's see how this goes. Um, let's bring it. This is the year where we need more wrestling games coming and ultra pro wrestling I don't, it, it's going to make gold i don't expect it to make gold anytime i mean to be development anytime soon i think it's probably going to take till like 2024 at best hopefully it'll it, everything will be smoothly they can make it happen because putting it on a nintendo switch is going to be the tester uh because they gotta work in the um the, the they gotta work in the coding for the joy cons to be cooperative with the joy cons and you know, people have stumbled on that before, you know, indie developers especially have stumbled on that situation. Um, we had, we had, um, Mike on from like RetroSoft studios and they were talking about that and he, his struggle was a lot of time. So hopefully they looked at that and said like, okay, we need to make sure that these controls are tight because if not, Nintendo's not going to, uh, okay it. 
They're not going to put it on, allow them to put it on the eShop until it meets requirements. So we'll see how that goes. But I'm, I'm very excited for this. All right. Venom. Let's talk Venom. I did get the DLC for this. And I think this is going to be the final DLC I get. I know they got one from Morbius and Storm coming out. I'm just already convinced enough to know that these stories are going to be awesome. I'm just waiting until I'm giving it time, at least until I know that this game is not coming on the switch because I want to enjoy this game on the switch. I love every time I get my hands on Midnight Suns, I love it even more. And with this Venom storyline, which I actually do like it a little better than the Deadpool storyline, which was great. But this Venom storyline was so good. The storytelling of this game is so awesome and then on top of that the battles the the car battles that you have in here the turn-based car battle system in here it's just it's very fun to play very engaging very awesome and then you know the rumble pack is just it, it just boom it hits you really well with the game so venom is you know he's coming off from the uh possession of lilith um which is hunter's mom and he's trying to find redemption he's doing so by making a deal with the devil himself mephisto because mephisto needs some help you know um finding out who's you know doing him dirt so spider-man hunter and you know go out and help venom which is funny because he goes out of his way and i'm not going to spoil who's the you know main antagonist of this story here but it's involving vampires and for some reason, Blade is not a part of the storyline, which I found very weird that, you know, they're doing a lot of vampire, you know, fight, fighting vampires and vampire honey technically, but no Blade is in the storyline as one of the characters involved in the story. But it still worked because it was Spider-Man trying to help out Eddie Brock. And it's been a while since I've read Spider-Man to the point that I've realized that that Venom is no longer like a bad guy. I kind of hate that idea because I love the dynamic of, you know, him hating Peter Parker so bad. And then on top of that, the symbiote hates him as well. And along the fact that this was Spider-Man's still, I don't know what, what enemy, what, what, which one of um, Spider-Man's rogue gallery is like the most dangerous, but Venom was the very, was very close to killing Spider-Man. And it was the one uh, enemy that Spider-Man was definitely afraid of because he couldn't, you can't, he can't, um, spider sense can't be detected. Um, he can hide anywhere. He can sneak up on him at any time. You know, his family was in danger when, when Venom was out, it was just crazy. Like when Eric Larson and Todd McFarlane, um, you know, was drawing that, that, uh, those issues, they made Venom one of the most vicious villains Spider-Man's ever faced. And now just the fact that he's a good guy, it, uh, it really, not to mention, didn't Eddie Brock die? I mean, there's just so much that I got to need to catch up with, but nonetheless, he's a good guy here. They're trying to, you know, he's trying to find his redemption. Peter's trying to help her, um, help him out to do so. And Eddie has to try to find a way to trust Parker because they still, their issues are still not resolved completely. Um, and then Hunter is along with it. So at the end, they fight a very interesting uh, villain and familiar villain that uh, people are accustomed to, but somebody that is more catered to Blade. Um, just found it really weird that they, that's who they, you know, they didn't involve him in. But nonetheless, the story was cool. 
it is worth getting i love these i love the story of this game i haven't played the new game plus mode yet because i'm just waiting to see how this all ends but i absolutely absolutely recommend this game for all marvel fans this is one of the coolest marvel games to come out in some time and you will not be disappointed yeah if you want to play it on a switch you're gonna have to wait because they just haven't announced when that was coming out but they did say it was coming out for the switch they held back on bringing it out for some reason uh i don't know what led to that but i have a feeling once all the dlc is out i think that's what we're gonna see when a release date for that and it just gives them time to probably do any bells whistles and kinks that um they needed to before they come out and when they do come out it's going to come out with everything normally and uh, we will see what happens for there but midnight suns is such an awesome game just go out of your way and check it out if you are a nintendo fan like i am and you have nintendo online plus expansion like i don't but you will have the pleasure to play another metroid game there is more metroid love coming our way in the form of metroid fusion which is returning uh coming to nintendo online plus expansion it, you remember they just announced that they were coming out with new game boy games for the nintendo online and game boy color but also game boy advance one of those awesome games that was in the game boy advance era was in fact metroid fusion originally released on the game boy advance on november 17th 2022 can't believe it was all that long ago um wow we're we're we came from the, the two, two, damn 2022 2002 was nintendo uh, uh was the what was the game boy advance when did the dia the ds come out nintendo ds ds when did that come out give me a sec here Trying to figure out the release date for that. Nintendo DS release date. Not the 3DS, but yeah, we did too. Nintendo. Yeah, okay. This is what I'm talking about about Nintendo. And this is why I looked this up. That game came out in 2002. Nintendo DS, the first Nintendo DS, not the 3DS, which is better, came out. I think a little bit later, but when the Nintendo DS came out in 2004, they were still promoting and selling Nintendo DS games hard. There's always a layover of games that they um, put out for the DS because there are still people that they want to sell the DS to, while other people get the more sophisticated, newer game system. They do this all the time. Um, but they always still support their products. And I mentioned that because of the how PlayStation protects their products, their, their, third, their third party products or whatever, or their side projects or whatever. I This is why I'm not I'm not willing to get that, you know, the VR uh, two deal with them because it's just it's not worth it. It is so not worth it, man. So but. The, the online expansion um it's really awesome it is the library of games that you're gonna be able to play for that and again like the game pass this is not a free service this is in fact a paid service you're not keeping or owning the games but the cool part is you can play these games offline once you start to play them you can 
you can play them offline. I guess they download or somehow because I've done that and, you know, found out that a lot of the games that I was playing on the uh, online somehow becomes offline in that in that phase. So um, Metroid Fusion is a, one of the other Metroid games I've never played before. I, I've heard so many great things. Some people consider it one of the best of the bunch. Um, I don't I, I can't confirm that. I just now finished, you know, Prime for the first time, and I actually did enjoy that game. But also, I still, to me, Metroid Dread is my all, my personally all-time favorite of the bunch. Um, exactly what I was looking for in a Metroid game, even after beating Prime. Prime, I, I give Prime its respect. It is it was an awesome game to play and beat and everything. But Metroid Dread was just so fantastic, man. I, I just loved it. Um, but it's coming out on, uh, it will be released on March 9th. So stay tuned for that. It'll be out and, uh, get ready. There's a bunch of other games that they're coming out with too. I'm just looking forward to that. I'm just hoping, I'm wondering if, um, any, any Nintendo 64 games are going to be coming out for this system. And if so, can we get possibly virtual pro wrestling too on there? Cause that would be so awesome. They, they do let out some, you know, imports every, every once in a while. Oh, it'd be so awesome if they could do uh virtual pro wrestling too. Cause I think so many people would jump on that. I, I, I really do. There's a huge wrestling community that will probably jump on that. And oh, the hype is real. So, all right. Last thing I wanted to talk about is the black voices of gaming. Um, IGN just, uh, you know, put it, put them on their platform and put them on blast on the platform. One of the rare things that I've ever seen IGN to, um, uh, do in, in terms of supporting black culture at all because you know i've talked about it quite a while and yeah, ign has a really like many companies have issues of really representing and have having representation on there so i will give them slight flower a, a flower not flowers i will give them a flower for at least you know helping this group get on with a platform to, you know, get a little bit more expansion. But I learned that, um, I thought the black, the, the uh, black voices of gaming was something IGN came out with. It wasn't in fact that these, this is a nonprofit organization. Uh, they are 501 C three, uh, from Oakland, California, and they are committed to increasing black representation and inclusion within the gaming industry. Something I've been talking about for quite some time. And I'm glad there are people out there that are doing it too, because I have always said this before. It is where there are specks of black pepper and a sea of salt, meaning there's only a little bit of us within every industry and everything else is just predominantly Caucasian or white out there or European, if you will, whatever. Um, and we need more of that because we don't, we don't just play the games. We want to, you know, develop the games. We are, we have every bit. Hell, Jerry Lawson is the reason why we're all playing video games right now. It wasn't Japan. It was him. It was a black man from Silicon Valley. Okay. We need to seriously, you know, recognize our power, our strength, our intellect, you know, our savvy, if you will. We recognize it. Other people need to recognize it as well. These guys put this together, uh, you know, dating back to, I believe, 2021. And, um, or 2020 for that matter. Uh, Gorilla Collective is the company that put this, that, uh, that are a part of this as well. And uh, a mixed collaboration of people put it together. And um, 
this from what i'm reading here the history the history on their website if you go to the website at the black voices uh black voices interesting it's black voices ig uh ing no black voices in gaming.com forgive me um it is black voices in gaming.com and if you go to their about page or their mission page or whatever, you know, they'll talk about the history. And it says Black Voices in Gaming started out as an event during a mixed produced showcase Gorilla Collective during uh, the summer of 2020 when mixed co-founder Justin Wo uh, Woodward was feeling very frustrated with the industry uh, industry's response to supporting black developers during uh, the social unrest after the tragedies of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd. Raw Fury co-founder Dave Martinez reached out to Justin for support and they came up with the idea of Amplify the Voices of Black Developers by also by allowing them to tell their stories. IGN, Twitch, and GameSpot provided amplification support and Raw Fury and Kickstarter provided financial support to make this happen. After two years, Black Voices in Gaming is a nonprofit organization aimed at helping developers succeed and have their voices heard. And that's exactly what they've done uh, or doing for that matter. And uh, I, I get that frustration. I talk about it all the time. We are more than what we are perceived to be. And we are every bit as capable, proven over and over again, that we could provide to society as well in a more constructive way in a more innovative way so much so that when we become so innovative people want to you know steal our concepts and ideas but don't give us credit for it <laughs> that's happened so many times i'm a testament of that as well so you know these guys every year come out and promote this and try to give spotlight to all these you know young black developers that are out and i really enjoy this from a standpoint that we need to now with that said the one the presentation that they came out with this time was okay um a lot of the games that were being promoted um weren't exactly i would say the best like these were like games that were being developed and it was awesome that they were developing it may have a certain niche to you know people that they like but you know i i want to see them be able to see game develop our black game developers start making games that appeal to the masses um little hellions was probably one of those games that was being promoted um and it was uh I believe the name of the developer is called uh shade Freud shade Freud, i believe and this is like a very, very, very simplistic fighting game. It looks really cool. It looks like something that um, the visual style and design of it looks like something that Yacht Club Games would come out with. And uh, it's basically a very simplistic battle system with it. But the I guess the catch is the stages that are being made for it, which the stages are a little plays a part of your your fighting experience for the game. Um, what's the other one? Miscellaneous. Miss Lenio Studios came out with a game called Distraction uh, Machine, which is based on a comic book series that they came out with. So if you're a fan of the comic book series, you may actually be interested in this game in particular. But it, uh, it's a very interesting puzzle-like game that, uh, you know, the idea, the concept, I guess, is to create music that will help save the world is what was explained. 
it looks very complex. I will just say that, you know, and watching it, it was, didn't look like it was going to appeal to everybody in a sense, but it was what it was. Um, another game beat down treachery and beat down city, which was an ultra, uh, remix and here. And I, yeah, this is the game where, um, Megaran actually, I believe is in this game. And he also did the, the theme music too, as well. It looks like a very old school eight bit type of game, beat em up style game. Think um, Double Dragon NES style game. And uh, looks pretty cool. I think this is one of the coolest uh, showings of the showcase as well. Um, and there were other games as well. So if you want to support this, and they definitely can use the support from all of us, not just us in the community and the culture, but everybody. Like we need to see more game developers come out. We need to see these guys make an impact, but they also need help and support. Um, the one thing this was crazy about this, I don't know if any of them ever actually worked in the industry. And if that's not the case, maybe some of them actually, uh, you know, went to school for game designing, but may have never had a chance to work in the industry because it's hard to get us in the industry to do that. You know, there are some black engineers and game developers in, but it's very, very few. It is so very few. A lot of the game developers that I've ever interviewed or indie game developers that I interviewed, a lot of them were people who once worked for more established groups. I'm interested. Maybe I'll try to reach out to some of these guys. I'm interested to know if any of them ever worked in the industry. Um, I feel like if they had, they would, we would see much better games out there because of the experience that they have in here. But, um, I don't know. It'd be, it'd be very interesting. But like the fact that it is the fact of the matter is like these kids are going to school, they are learning, but when it comes to getting the opportunity out in the real world, it's like, you know, you can't, you can only learn about so much outside the deal. But like, if you, if you are like working for a, you know, electronic, uh, you know, um, electronic artist or EA, I, I should say, or a Capcom or, you know, some other type of deal, the amount of experience that you could get from game development would be worlds ahead. Um, yeah, just the fact that these guys are being able to create what they have, is just awesome alone, but they need, we need more people in the industry. I also wish that they were able to, that they were able to, uh, interview more people, more companies that were actually like square Enix. You know, they you know, luminous games. They actually did for spoken. I would have loved for somebody to talk about, you know, their thoughts on how they were able to put, you know, for spoken together and make the protagonist a black female character. Um, I would have loved to have had, you know, the actress who played, uh, you know, the, the main protagonist on first spoken to be on air to talk about that. Um, you know, we're seeing more people of color in these games and more people of color in the, you know, in there. So not just getting the game developers, but also trying to acquire the people. And this is the part where I feel like this is where IGN and GameSpot and all those guys can really help this company. Their connections can get them with, you know, if they really want to help and not just put them on a platform. I mean, IGN, if you really want to support this GameSpot, game informer, whatever. If you really want to support this, these guys, help them get the people that they need, you know, get these major people. Um, Christopher judge from, you know, God of war, get him on here. Like he's a black voice. 
you know, he's playing a Greek god, but he's a black voice. TC Carson, a black voice. Get these people on there. If I could get these guys, I'm pretty sure they could get these guys in here. I, um, you know, I really appreciate this. I'm, I'm definitely going to support this. I'm really glad that I, it's sad that I just now learned of this because they've been out since like, what, 2020 and starting this. But I am fully on board with this now. And, um, Look out for them. Go to blackvoicesandgaming.com. You can also follow them on Instagram. You can follow them on Twitter. You can follow them on Facebook, uh, YouTube, and Twitch as well. You know, help bring awareness and, and more representation into this as well. So, folks, that will do it for this segment of the show. We're going to take a break, come back, and enter the final stage where I will talk about WBSC, eBaseball Power Pros, a rare Konami hit and home run. And I'll tell you why right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dak Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time live.com talktomlive.com provides all of our acmg content with new and previous episodes exclusive interviews articles and much more visit talktomlive.com and let us help you learn to let go live life and love all things acmg talk time live back with our final stage and i'm here to review and tell you why wbsc e baseball power pros is a must for anybody like i'm not even joking like you only even if you are not a big baseball fan but you kind of like baseball this game will make you a baseball fan <laughs> okay baseball games have always been known to be very complex in terms of gameplay and control systems and you know in the mechanics and whatnot I'm going to tell you why this game will not have any of those issues for you. And this is a very pickup, you know, fun pick up and play game developed by developed and published by Konami. This is a action slash sports game that has been out in Japan for quite some time. Like uh, I've been looking at this game for the eShop, probably dating back to maybe when, when the switch arrived in like, you know, 2017, but I've seen, it, I think in 2018 or 19 and they're, you know more versions of this game power pros games in japan um in fact i just got an email for my japan account saying that they uh that the other version of this game is on sale right now for 30 bucks um you know something whatever yen it was it accumulates to 30 bucks uh you know in american dollars and i almost i every time i would look at this game i'm like this game looks interesting i may want to get it but I don't want to get it and not know what the hell I'm doing in this game. Somehow, some way, it must have hurt me. <laughs> because 
during the last Nintendo Direct, they managed to actually come out, announce that they're going to release this game. Not only did they release this game, but this game, I don't know how much it is on the PlayStation. In fact, I'm actually going to look at it. It's on, available for the PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch. Is it? Yeah, it is. Both for the Nintendo uh, Switch and PlayStation 4. It is available for only 99 cents. Now, I'm going to tell you why this is a steal. This is a must have. You will. This is the best 99 cents that you will spend on a game for this caliber and depth. I cannot believe that they sold this for 99 cents. I don't understand why. Maybe this is like you give them, you give them a little and then they're going to want more because there's a lot of reasons why to love this game. I love, you know, I'm, when I'm, I always say I'm not a big sports gamer, but I love over the top wacky sports and you don't get no more over the top than this game. This game involves a lot of super deformed, cute characters with no legs and just feet and just just like a big head. It's really cutely designed. And then they it's it's so awesome. <laughs> you just got to go to their website. It's go to Konami.com. They have it on there right now. Um, it's really cool. So it's based on a series of Japan. And some of the other ones, like, I, I don't even know if I'm correct. There may be an anime based on this as well, but it just involves all these really cute, super deformed characters that are playing baseball. All these really awesome uh characters with different you know personalities different stats different abilities you know pitcher and batting abilities as well um it's pretty damn it's like i i don't know the real story about this but it's just you have a you could choose from a bunch of these players uh, uh from a pool of over 300 um let me see that. So it's like 25 players in here from a pool of 1500 that you can put in your team. So there's 300 different characters in the game. And man, it, it's just so much you could do because while it doesn't have really real structure to it, what it does have is full customization. You have the ability to customize the characters completely. Um, I love the character design in this game. I love um, the lighting and shadow of the game. Um, there's so much you could do. You could create your own league. You could create your own world. They have tournaments mode, which you can create a round robin tournament, uh, with it, uh, with up to, I believe 16, uh, players, but you could keep on, you could create your own teams as well, based on different continents and countries or whatnot. And you can line up the people at will with it. Like he said, 25, 300, uh, characters and 25, you know, people in the team per character. And you could create a whole entire experience, your own experience. You can make it challenging. You can make it easy to play. Um, you can make it anytime you want. You could you could change the innings, and you don't have to make it nine innings. You can make it five, or maybe four. Just to, you know, I do five. I do five with a possible six if there's a tiebreaker. Um, and then also if it's like if I manage to get if I want I, how I do it is like my rules is I customize it in a way that if you can um, if my team or their team man or the ai team manages to make five you know um runs you know five home runs in one inning the game is over completely <laughs> without getting outed 
Uh, so you could do, you could customize this game to any way you like. And then the play mechanics is just so very simple, easy to use. The, the stats are easy to read and easy to understand in here. Um, they did a, such a great job. I cannot believe that this is only 99 cents. So originality, I, I really want to say originality that is, it, it's an original. It's not really an original game. In fact, what I love about this game is that this kind of mimics that other game, Baseball Superstars from Gameville, which was one of my favorite over the top sports games at the time, but then they got really cash grabby. And I told, I mentioned a part about the fact that, I think I did last week when I mentioned a part about the fact that like this game, this mobile game at the time, which kind of warded me off of mobile games completely because every time the game crashed, it deleted all of your stats, all of your in-app purchases that you got. And when you try to get that that currency back and all that data back, they were nowhere to, Gameville was nowhere to respond. So for 99, I was like, if I just get the full game, I will buy it, I will pay full price for a game rather than pay this in-app purchases or this cash grab or this loot crate stuff. Just give me the whole entire experience and let me enjoy it how I want it. This game allows you to enjoy how you want it. And it does it for 99 cents. I cannot stress this enough, but it, this game reminds me a lot like the baseball superstars games that I once loved, but there's no in-app purchases. There's nothing to it. Like it, it's too good to be true that this game is only 99 cents because you're getting so much of it, um, you know, customization and creativity out of this game and depth in this game. But it's, you know, I've seen this game before and I can't really say that it's, you know, the most original, but it still doesn't make it not any less fun. Okay. Graphics, it was, it's, you know, it's not anything really highly detailed, but you know, the textures and everything are really cool. Um, you can, you know, the lighting and the shadowing is pretty awesome. The baseball parks are pretty awesome. You could change the weather condition of the parks as well. I actually like to play at nighttime and raining because you can see the rain coming down. Um, you can see the actual characters actually getting wet from the rain, if you will. It's so well done. Um, Sound of Music isn't the biggest deal in the world. I like actually it's really passable in a sense, but it's, it's good, but it's passable. Like I don't normally even play, you know, listening to the music. Um, gameplay wise, oh, just fantastic. It's very fun, simple, but very player friendly way to pitch, swing, catch your way to victory. Like you could literally create your world and having a fully customizable baseball experience is just something that, you know, you want without it being too complex or convoluted. You just can't go wrong with this. If you always wanted to play an actual baseball game, but didn't want to have to go through the complexities of understanding the RBIs and the stats and all this stuff, you don't have to do that with this game. And then on top of that, you can team up with every character, any character that you want in here. Um, fun factor is what can I say? I've been talking about how awesome this game is. Like, it's just, it's a lot of fun. I find myself, even when I'm playing other games and I wanted to take a break, I'll actually play that game. It's, it's just very easy to pick up and play. It doesn't, you know, to learn how to throw, um, you know, when you, when you pitch, um, each character has their own pitching style and all you got to do is, you know, turn the analog stick to a certain angle to pitch in a certain style. And you could do it um if you're batting you could easily learn how to do a base hit um a pinch hit or a home run if you will 
if you, you know you could click you on the art the shoulder button to change that up you know however you want and, and the trigger button as well it's just so much fun if you don't want to manually control the you know the field you can also do it automatically whereas like if if a you know if a uh, pop fly hits or base it hits and your character's near it, it it can automatically try to attempt to catch it as well and you can hold on the r button to make sure that it goes to the right area um doesn't always work to your favor but it's still an option there um but if you want to automatically do it you know manually do it you can turn off the auto feature and you can manually do it but you got to make sure that you're on point you got to hit the x button to speed up your characters to make sure they catch that ball or whatever like that but you could play it the great part about this game and why it's so much fun is that you could play at your own leisure you can you know if you want to play you know leisurely and you know easy you can do that if you want to challenge yourself and up you know the ai level you could do that and it will be it will it'll make it a challenge for you uh they don't have anything in terms of, um, you know, while the replay value is extremely high here, it is very, very high. Um, like I said, you can create your own world, you create your own, you know, characters, everything that you create, but then you could take all that and then take it onto the tournament modes, like the round robin challenge. You can just pretty much you just make just a whole entire season, um, you know, that you could create for yourself. And all the things that are happening within the game itself just makes it so much fun to do and just going back over and over again to play it and then you'll find yourself wanting to tweak your teams up a little bit more and when you start learning more about the game and how the game works you start to learn and once you start tweaking it the challenges become better because it's not as easy to be able to play after a while because you're switching up these characters with different stats and different handicaps and whatnot so it's awesome it's all is really awesome um they also get injured they all, i mean everything that you see in a in a normal baseball simulator is in this game but it is a very it's more arcadey this is a very a very much an arcade feel which means it's a lot more fun and easy to play and that will keep you coming back for more i mean at the end of the day you don't have to make games that are so hard it's not about the challenge all the time it's just making it it's game the best games are all about choice the best game bar none you're never gonna see some of the best games ever just be about like forced games i mean i know elden ring you know won a bunch of awards and everything but it was based on an inner circle of people you're not you, that's not gonna happen all the time and i know there's gonna be people that's gonna want to be elden rings it is already one game that's already looking to be Elden rings which is going to be reviewed next week but um some of the most fun games and the games that will last a long time will be those games that allows you to enjoy the whole entire experience and it just it just have a good memory of enjoyment in your life some of the greatest games of all time have done that uh there were no actor performances or no stories in here and this is my only downfall for this game but i can't complain about it because it's a the price they only charge 99 cents for this game with a hope that they'll break on the other ones that are in Japan right now because there is another Power Pros game in Japan. I will, as, because this one is out in America now, I will hold my, I will reserve any purchases of this series until a certain amount of time because there is one in Japan that actually does have a story mode in there. And I don't know if the game allows you, if the game's in English in Japan, then if I find out the game has an English setting, 
then maybe I'll still get it. But um, right now I'm just holding off because I get I was I, when I tell you I was really close to buying this game in, the, in my Japan account. I was really close and then come to find out they actually brought this little sample piece out here um, with it. But it's a very deep game. It is so deep. So overall, when you look at the grade of this going into my grading system here and WBSC eBaseball Power Pros gets a 75 for originality, 80% for graphics, 75% uh, music and sound, 100% uh, gameplay, 100% fun factor, and 100% replay value. Which leads, and again, because there's no active performances or stories, it's not a factor in this, but leads to an 88 percentile, which gives it, in fact, a B plus. This game, if it had a little bit more in terms of the story mode or something like that, the, the, I'm pretty sure it would have went into an A minus at best. But it didn't. It's just a very simple, you know, um, you know, set of modes in here. There's an online mode as well, which is okay. I mean, you don't really have to play that to enjoy this game. Um, you could really just play the tournament modes and just play, you know, create the seasons experience that you want to play. But for 99 cents, my God, this is such a great fun game. I highly recommend you be a fool not to get this game. Go out of your way, get it. It's available now on the Nintendo Switch and PlayStation 4. A great on the go game for the Nintendo Switch indeed. So folks, that will do it for this edition of Select Start this Sunday. This is a big fight weekend. This is a huge fight weekend. We are not only we not only have AEW Revolution coming this Sunday. We not only have UFC John Jones returning and facing off for the UFC Heavyweight Championship. He's moved up a notch. Will he lose his streak? He hasn't fought in a while. I'm interested in this, but. My main event this week is actually not ADW. It's not John Jones coming back. It's actually Creed 3. That is the main, that is the fight I'm looking forward to this weekend. I'm going to check out uh, Creed 3 tonight. Me and my wife are going to go see it. I'm going to review it this Sunday on Talk Time Live, uh, along with all the other news that has come by. And uh, we'll definitely take note there. So next week on this show, I will be reviewing Wo Long, Fallen Dynasty, which I decided to check out. Now, this is this. A lot of people are saying this is very Dark Soulsy, Elden Ringish. Um, I bought in just based off the fact that they have a way better creative suite than Elden Ring in terms of really providing representation. I got sucked into the idea when uh, before I realized that this is like a Dark Souls game, which means I may not actually beat this game anytime soon because of the difficulty level of this game. So. Wish me luck, but next week I will talk about it. Uh, give it the best grade I could possibly get if I even remotely beat this game at the time because Dark Soul games or games like that, uh, like Neo and Psycho, they you they don't care about story. They have a story in there, but they don't care about story. They care about challenging you or making you want to throw your damn controller down. So there are a certain niche amount of people who are into these type of difficulty games. I am not one of them. I have a social life and partially a sex life. So I want to make sure that I just play the best. And then we also have WWE 2K23, which is coming out. And now that's going to be a big one because I am going to have Boris uh, Aguilar from Sunday Night's Made Event come down and we're going to do a group. We're going to do a dual uh, collab on this. And um, 
this will be one of the rare video reviews that we're going to do on the show and it's going to be strictly on that game because there's a lot to cover on that game that 2k comes out with this year so and it, and it also includes the war games match so we we got to make this a video version as well as the audio version so stay tuned for that that's going to be a special episode coming uh very soon oh want to address the guest star <laughs> that's coming by um still nothing yet but we're um this person is on the road we're trying to get this person on um person's very busy as <laughs> you know but um she's all right yes this is she she will be on very soon we're gonna keep track of that um it's gonna take some time but a lot of you know moving and shaking going on there but she has promised that she will be on with me to talk everything and trust me we're gonna be seeing each other a lot this year it's just a matter of uh when we're gonna have her on a show so you got a clue it's a she so, um but nonetheless we are going to have on air but for now if you want to enjoy this episode or any of our exclusive interviews you could do so on talktimelive.com our official website for all things acmg presents talk time live and more you can check out all of our audio episodes like this one and our video exclusives all there easy to find all to enjoy you can find that there as, as well as our um, media page, which has some of my panels with Repop. We have the blog entries there. And man, oh, let me tell you, the video footage I'm going to be taking this year because I got a nice little toy um, that is going to help me help make better video footage. Trust me. So stay tuned for that. And that's all coming. But also, if you subscribe and download on, you know, listen to podcasts on your favorite platforms, we are available pretty much wherever podcasts are played. And that's including Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, Audible, Pocket Cast, Pandora. And of course, if you are on Tumblr, we're on there as well. If you could find us, you could check us on a search engine, type in Talk Time Live, it'll pop up. You could listen to it, click on to the hyperlink up at the top, or you can, or if you're uh, checking it out on the app, you can just click on the player there and you'll be able to listen to the episodes every week. So stay tuned. There's always more to come and we got you right here. So folks that will do it for me on behalf of myself, this is Dax Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life and love all things, anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG presents Talk Time Live. I am out there. Take care. And I will talk to you guys Sunday. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.